We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Joining us now on the Harbor One hotline is one of the voices of the Boston Red Sox, Will Fleming, who is kind kind enough, excuse me, to join us each and every Friday. And, of course, Red Sox Talk is brought to you by our friends at Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Book your appointment today, awaken180weightloss.com. Do the research. It's super easy. I'm telling you, if I can do it, you can do it. Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Uh, Will Fleming, how are you, friend? I'm good. Look at you guys talking a little inside broadcast baseball. I, I, I felt the same way. I mean, it's almost one of these situations where none of us appreciate what we have till it's gone. I mean, that's yeah. that's how awesome Mike Breen is. And by the way, I think that that is, especially on television, uh, the mark of a great play-by-play guy where it's, I mean, it's wonderful. They nail the big moments, but it's understated in a way so that it's not like it jumps off the page and everybody's, you know, everything he says wows you, but it's it's the, the gravitas, the presence. the I mean, the, the, the Celtics did something in the fourth quarter that no one in the history of the NBA Finals have ever done, and it sounded like a January game between the Clippers and the Jazz. You know I mean? It, you yeah. just got to nail those bigger picture situations a little bit better uh, than he did. But anyway, I know that's not what uh, No, I, I agree it. completely. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is the second game of the doubleheader where I'm staying yeah. up late to watch, you know, <laughs> Grizzlies Clippers. Like 100%. 100%. Yeah, and by the way, I mean. It, Not his it, fault. To, it's just what to it Van is. Gundy, yeah. you're exactly right about that, too, where, you know, th- there's magic when the three of them are together. And, uh, you know, Mark is great, but I think that they have a special, real special thing. Like I, I, You could argue that the three of them together are one of the great, NBA broadcast teams of all time, and it's amazing when you put individual parts. Like, I think Breen could stand on his own. You know, give Mike anybody, I think he'd be really good. But uh, I think the two of those analysts together work really well, mm-hmm. and Mike just lets them go. My God, I first met Mike Breen as an intern at the fan in the yeah, mid-90s. It's oh, unbelievable yeah. how that guy went from getting yelled at by Imus to now one of the <laughs> That's most. That's a pretty good way to start, though. If you're going to get yelled at by anybody, might as well be Don. Right? I, was, uh, I was putting back what, uh, for those who don't know, in radio, these are like eight tracks, but I was putting carts up on a wall, and Imus needed to walk by, and I grumbled, and I go, oh, I have fat F. And I'm like, Ma, Imus called me a fat F. She goes, you might have a lawsuit. I said, I have a great story to tell for the rest of my life. Worth way more than any defamation trial, right? No question. I digress. Uh, the Red Sox, yeah, a little bump in the road here, Will. Lose three of five against the Baltimore Orioles, split against the Reds. I know we were hoping for a better outcome when this part of the schedule hit. Kind of the state of the Red Sox as you see it, especially coming off these last two series. Yeah, it was disappointing for sure. Um, I'm going to say this for the final time, but, but it's worth repeating. The schedule has got to change in big league baseball. And we, we have to have common sense prevail over some of these situations because 
they lost the second game of the doubleheader, and I think probably they lost Sunday uh, because of the ridiculous travel. I mean, the last game in Chicago has to be a day game. If you know, as the as the major league schedule maker, the team's got five games in four days coming up, including a 12 and six split doubleheader. The the final game in a different time zone cannot be at what is the equivalent of eight o'clock local time. The Red Sox mm-hmm. got home at six a.m. and then had a game the next night and two 12 hours after that. So that I mean, it sounds like an excuse, but I'm telling you, especially in that Orioles series, that was just part of it. Now, uh, the bullpen in in the Friday night game casts a shadow over the way we look at the whole homestand, where you know it's six two, it's six nothing, it's eight two, and they blow it. Uh, whereas if they just hold on to win that game, uh, then you're not as worried about Luis Castillo in game one being awesome, which he was, which can happen in the mm-hmm. course of a 162-game baseball season. Uh, it, it's, again, this this Achilles heel on this team, just when they get it going and when the offense is really rolling, which, by the way, they were on that Friday night 2-6 run leads. The bullpen, it, it just has to get short up. One way or another, those losses, they hurt you more than than the others. Psychologically, they just they last and linger. So uh, I, I thought that that was the real disappointment that Friday night. And now you hope you go west and make some hay, even though, you know, three time zones away, uh, things have gotten a little bit weird for the Red Sox, particularly in Oakland and Seattle. So you hope that uh, the competition matters more than the time zone and the, uh, you know, the calendar. Are the bullpen answers in this organization, whether it's jumbling up the starting rotation or grabbing guys from AAA, or is this one where they absolutely need to go out there between now and the deadline and add uh, an arm or two? Probably a little bit of both. I mean, and all this depends on some of these internal options, and it also depends on what Chris Sale and James Paxton can give you. And it feels like haven't we been having that conversation yeah. for three years? Literally three years. When Chris Sale, when he comes back, when he comes back, what will he give you? I know they're all very optimistic about it, and, and I don't blame them necessarily, but he's not been vintage Chris Sale legitimately since 2018 before he had the shoulder issues. And there have been flashes, but, I mean, you know, if you're talking about bumping a Garrett Whitlock into the into the bullpen or, or you know, making Hauk there permanently or even Waka or Hill, well, you got to fill that spot with somebody else. Um, is it possible that they go out and get somebody like Frankie Montas, who they'll see with the A's, who's this starting pitcher who's at an unbelievable first half who will be traded, and that's part of the solution? I think it probably is, and I think somebody with more time on the contract, knowing the high and bloom model, that might be a more appealing piece for them. But, yeah, I mean, it depends on whether these AAA kids, like the one unanswerable to me, guys, is whether or not they're going to be willing to take guys like Brian Bayo, Brandon Walter, who just got promoted and made his AAA debut, and even somebody like Josh Winkowski. Are they willing to stop their process of development as starters to help the big league club this year? Because if they're in the bullpen, I think it's a totally different story, and they've just got to come to that decision as to whether which of those two is more important uh, prospects or parades. So we know that they have some young guys they could bring up, Will, but do you think, and I, I know sometimes it's trite to say, hey, show me your worth investing in. Show me I should go make a trade. Are the do you, do you think that factors in for Heim Bloom at all? I mean, obviously, if we're at a, you know the All Star break and they're under five hundred, it kind of takes care of itself. But does this team need to show the general manager something to motivate him to do something to help this team? I sure hope not. And by the way, isn't that a chicken and an egg situation? He built the team. I mean, you know, like what what is the the, the hitters have scored nine runs a game for three weeks uh, and. 
you know, I, 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 my, my immediate answer would be no. I mean, it just pragmatically, yeah, if they're 10 games out of a wild card at the trade deadline, we all know what's going to happen. Right. Uh, but I don't think that this group needs to prove something. I mean, I think the, the composition of the team is what it is. Their needs are totally obvious and glaring. Uh, and so I, I, I think that uh, that should be addressed in one way or another, and I feel pretty confident uh, that it will. One of the stories for this team kind of hanging over the season is Bogart's endeavors and their yep. future here. Uh, just saw the news of the day is the Astros agreed to a long-term extension with Jordan Alvarez, six years, $115 million extension, which kicks in next year. Now, of course, he wouldn't have been a free agent for, I think it's another three years, so it's a little bit different, but does a big deal like that have any impact at all on Devers and Bogarts. I mean, you would hope so, but but I also thought the same thing would happen with Jose Ramirez, where it's better money from a team perspective, from a guy who's willing to stay there and take a little bit less money than he would just going to the free market because he's happy where he is. I mean, Devers is a better player overall than Jordan Alvarez, but Alvarez is an absolute monster offensively, a monster, and he's 24 years old. And this is where I'm pretty confident had Hyam been around two, three years ago, they would have gotten something like that done with Devers. It might not have been those exact numbers, but we how many times do we have to learn this lesson? The longer you go, the closer you get to free agency, the more expensive it gets. Now, they still have a year and two-thirds to get something done with Rafi, uh, where we all know the clock is sort of ticking on Xander Bogarts. The thing that, that is interesting is that comes down to the player whether or not Bogarts and Devers will be willing to look around and, frankly, whether Scott Boris, in Xander's case, will be willing to say, okay, well, you know, this is what Jordan Alvarez at 24 just got. Now, their argument's going to be Xander's a premier shortstop, he's the silver slugger, he's one of the elite players in the game, and they've got a case to make there. Um, I I know from a Red Sox perspective, uh, no question – Look, they will. They're going to look around and say, "Wait a minute! The Astros just got Alvarez for 115, and you're telling me that Devers, a couple years older, is worth three times that? Um, that that to me, if you're just being fair about it, is pretty hard to to make that leap. We all love Devers, and and I'm pretty confident they're going to get something done. But is he three times the player that Jordan Alvarez is? That, that to me is a pretty hard case to make. Uh, Will Fleming, last thing for you: uh, Will there be more people in the WEEI luxury suite at a Red Sox game on average, <laughs> or actual attendees to this Oakland Red Sox series this weekend? <laughs> They'll be all Red Sox fans. I'm certain of that. I mean, it, it's like it's funny that we just saw the Reds. We're going to see the Athletics here, and we saw the Orioles. If you're a fan of any of those teams, how can you justify spending a dime of your own money to support them? Because what their ownership over and over again, what they do is say, screw you. We are profiting off the TV revenue. We're pocketing it. We're taking money from the Red Sox and the Yankees and the Giants and the Dodgers, and we are putting zero of it back onto the field. You fell in love with Matt Chapman? See ya. You like Sean Manaya? He's gone. And 
why would you ever attend in that ballpark where it, even when nobody's there, it takes 20 minutes to get a beer. Uh, it smells like sewage. Uh, it, 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 that place is a disaster. Uh, so, yeah, I think probably, uh, you, know, you know, Dana Penapinto is going to have a, a rollicking grand old time with more people than would ever be uh, <laughs> alive in the Coliseum. Very good stuff. Will Fleming, one of the voices of the Boston Red Sox. You hear every Red Sox game right here on WEEI and the Red Sox Network. Will, thank you, friend. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. My pleasure. That was awesome by the Celtics. Good vibes going on in Boston. Maybe the Red Sox can uh, carry it over. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.